I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. As you probably know, the two of us have crammed our brains full of so much music, there's never any predicting what's going to bubble up on any given day. We have a Desert Island jukebox we are always adding to, and it has already got thousands and tens of thousands <laughs> of songs in it. Uh, Greg, give us a hint about the song you're going to add. Jim, I want to pay tribute to uh, half of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, rock and roll duos ever. Ah, coming up on Sound Opinions. We are back, Mr. Cott, half uh, one of the greatest rock and roll duos ever. You're, you're talking about Don Everly. Of course. It's been a uh, tragic series of uh, deaths here in recent weeks. Don Everly among the giants who we have lost. Don, the brother of Phil Everly, who died in 2014. Phil was actually the younger brother, uh, died first seven years ago, now followed by Don Everly at age 84 on August 21st. Two of the architects of rock and roll, any way you put it, uh, in the 50s, blending country twang and close harmony singing with uh, that rockabilly guitar and a modernist sensibility in the risque, often risque lyrics, you know? Risque for their time, certainly. Felice and Boudlow Bryant, uh, the primary songwriters. But it was in the delivery of those voices that really put it over the top. There was something haunted, almost mystical, about the way those voices blended. You know, I, I once talked to Don about it, and he said that it's one thing to harmonize with another musician, another singer, but it's especially great when you're harmonizing with somebody who's like a blood relative. In the case of his brother, they hung out all the time. They were, grew up together. They were speaking the same language. I mean, literally, the way they would phrase words, the way they would end sentences, the way they would use specific words to describe specific feelings. So they understood how each other talked. Conversing was just a step away from harmonizing in his mind. And he said, I could never get that with anybody else. It was, yeah. it, it was the two of us, and our voices together made a third thing that was greater than both of us. And he recognized that because the brothers yeah. were, were feuding a, a lot oh of the time. Oh, my God. There's you know? a story of him uh, hitting his brother over the head with an acoustic guitar, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the storming off stage. The Everly brothers died today, right? We're never going to come back together again. Um, you know, like Ray and Dave Davis, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. But all great rock and roll pop music harmony comes from the mode the Everly Brothers set, right? I mean, you know, in, in the sense of folk music, yeah, harmonizing, yeah, of course, right, right, yeah. right? It had been around for centuries, right? But in terms of putting it to the rock beat, the Everly's inspired the Beatles and the Beach Boys, and mm -hmm. everything else comes from there. Well, you know, you've got that harmony vocals of, you know, somebody like the Leuven Brothers or the Stanley yeah. Brothers in country, and you've obviously got the doo-wop harmony and harmonizing, music. but you're right. And I think a big part of the rock and roll thing 
with the Everlies in terms of the harmonizing was Don's rhythm guitar playing. They both played guitars, but Don especially, very underrated. You don't see him mentioned at any of those, like, you know, 100 greatest guitarists of all time. But Don Everly's rhythm guitar playing was a key to a lot of those songs. Gave him some mm. real punch and real drive. You know, you could hear it right off the bat in their first series of singles. And something like Bye Bye Love, that percussive uh, feel that he brought to his rhythm guitar playing. At the same time, you had these lyrics that were quite poignant and also a little risque. Yeah. They didn't write many songs. As I said, the Bryant, a couple, Felice and Boudelot wrote a lot of the lyrics initially for them. But, I, you know, I want to play a song that Don actually wrote, mm. kind of near the tail end of the band's great run of singles, where they dominated the charts from basically like 1957 to 1960. And then the Beatles came along, ironically, harmonizing like the Everly Brothers, their yeah. heroes. And eclipsing you them. You know, and eclipsing them. And then the Birds and the Beach Boys and all these like groups said, everybody else. really borrowed from them. And, you know, to their credit, gave credit where it was due. They, yeah. they said the Everly Brothers are the reason we're here singing like we do. Uh, so their legacy is huge, uh, justifiably in, among the first inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's Kathy's Clown, though, from 1960. Here's the Don song that I was talking about. Again, you can hear those harmonies. People are going, which one's Don, which one's Phil? I'll tell you. Don's singing the lead on a lot of the songs. He's got the lower voice. Phil handled the high harmonies. They sing together. It's very difficult to tell them apart because they sound like one voice. That was kind of the key. Like, you meld these two voices together, you get a third thing, as, as Don once told me. So here's Don Everly harmonizing with Brother Phil on Kathy's Clown from 1960. is the Everly Brothers, Don Everly, dead at the age of 84 on August 21st, joining Brother Phil in the Ever After, wherever that is. Man, they've got some great harmony vocalists up there, wherever it is. You can share your thoughts on the Everly Brothers on our Facebook group. To support Sound Opinions, become a member of Patreon. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our intern, Sol Delgadillo. On the social media front, we have Katie Cott.